this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm so excited you're here listening to my podcast. I want to welcome you to my podcast where I talk about all things related to sex, sexuality, sexual health, solo and with partners. I read erotica, mine and others. I do interviews of erotica authors and other people related to sexuality. I do sex toy reviews and just about anything and everything to do with sex. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Fuck yes. Okay. If you're under 18, it's time to leave the podcast now. This is not for you, but for those of us who are over 18, Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. It is for us. Today, I have a really amazing thing to share. I have been narrating for the author Amber Collins, and I've done several books for her. Recently, the longest one over eight hours worth of stories. I just finished and it has gone live and it is called The Shrink Ray Collection Volume 2 by Amber Collins. And Amber Collins is a very unique erotica author in that she writes about macrophilia and microphilia, size change erotica, where People change size while they are having sex, having sexual relations. And this is really quite an intriguing topic. It's sort of sci-fi like, obviously, sci-fi erotica, in that imagine being shrunken down to the size of a dildo and being a human dildo for a pussy. Or conversely, imagine being a man and you're shrunken down. Your whole body temporarily shrinks and hmm, your partner can give you amazing head and deep throat you so easily and thoroughly. These are some very sensual, exciting ideas. Just experiencing such things would be mind-blowing in real life, right? To actually physically go inside your entire body into a pussy, just changing size, making uh, <laughs> making the man a little bit bigger, making his dick a little bit bigger, and it's temporary. Oh, it's just, there's so many fun stories she has, and she has a wealth, huge amount of stories. And another one is when women grow huge. This is called a giant test, and there's an entire website about this. If you have any interest in it, you should check out Amber's work on Amazon. And also, I think it's called Giantess City. And it's online. It's an entire community of people who are into the size change erotica fetish. And I call it a fetish, I guess, because I think it is. I mean, being interested in people changing size as a part of something sexual. 
And sometimes I'm reading these and these stories make me giggle because they're, they're just a little funny. Sometimes they're so intensely sexual and she touches on multiple topics, male, female sex, multiple partner sex, uh, lesbian and foot fetish. And the book that I narrated, the longest one, the shrink ray collection, what happens is there is a shrink ray. So it's like a little gun sort of, and it shrinks people and it enlarges them. And she has 10 stories of varying plots and situations in this book. The one that I am going to read today is called Small Package. This is a lesbian story. It's very sexy. So it involves two couples who are lesbians and then the shrunken down woman and they find her and they take care of her, but then they get into all these delicious sexual situations where they are all involved, including the shrunken woman. So I want you to enjoy this story. It's a lesbian story, women on women, giantess women, shrunken women. You will find this very intriguing and very sexy. It's probably something you've never read before. I have never read this type of erotica until I came across Amber. And she's got a website as well. I'm going to include all her information in the podcast notes so that you can access Amber's website and some of her books on Amazon. She has so many books on Amazon. And she does something really cool on her website. She takes commissions. So if you have an idea of what you would like in a story, you can request it of her for a fee and she will write that story for you. And I believe uh, she also puts them on Amazon if the person requesting the commission is okay with that. And that's part of the agreement. But she's just got a wealth of content out there. And so if you're into this in any way, shape or form, you've got to check her out. She's got so many hot stories and I'm going to be narrating more stories for her as well. So, okay. Are you ready for some hot lesbian loving sex? Oh, I sure as fuck am. (laughs) Okay. I hope you enjoy this story. It's called Small Package. Written by Amber Collins. Narrated by me, Ruin Willow. Don't forget to check on Amazon for this book, The Shrink Ray, Volume 2. Small Package. Emily Kruger had been delivering packages for United Parcel for almost two weeks now, and she was ready to get her first paycheck. She was behind her peers, 22 years old, with zero college under her belt and no place to live. She still stayed with her parents, and although they'd been out of town for the past month on one of their extravagant cruises, she still longed for her independence. United Parcel was meant to be her ticket to that independence. Luckily, her run wasn't very large. She serviced the Midland area of her town, which only stretched for about 20 blocks. A lot of the people were regulars, and she became friends with 
the nice ones, learned the schedules and how to avoid the mean ones. Emily was a tall girl, long brown hair nearly to her ass, which she kept pulled back in a hat while she worked. The packages weren't too burdensome. She stayed in shape, spent three days a week at the local gym, so she had no problem lifting most things. She'd often stop for a bite of lunch at her favorite burger joint and, on warm days, sit outside under the umbrella. Right across the street was Marigold University, or at least a large part of it. Emily knew very little of college life, other than when sports were concerned. She knew enough about Marigold to see that it dominated this little university town. Buildings with the M.U. surrounded by an orange flower seemed to be all over the place, and many of her deliveries were addressed to student dorms or professor offices. On the evening that changed her life, she was making one such delivery as it was addressed to the science wing of the campus, a large complex on the southern end that she'd never visited before. This was her last delivery, the heat of the day on the wane, and most of the students were tired and shuffling back toward their dorms and common areas. She tucked the package under her arm and counted doors, looking for a 106. The name on the box read, Dr. Bullock, Engineering. Around the corner, Emily had to step over painting supplies because someone had been in the middle of turning the bright green hallway into a muted, understated gray. Plastic tarps were strewn about a couple of ladders and an assortment of abandoned paint brushes and rollers. At the end of the hall, she found 106, as it was the only door still hanging open. Inside, she found an older man, his back to the door. He fit the classic professor look, white frizzy hair, argyle sweater, pencil behind his ear. As he moved, she could tell that he was holding something in his hand, possibly a gun. Although this gun looked like something out of Star Wars, or was it the other sci-fi one? She could never remember. He brought it up, made an adjustment, then turned to the side and pointed it at what looked like a department store female mannequin. Emily was so transfixed on what he was doing to move or say anything. And then he pulled the trigger. The mannequin blazed with orange light. Emily momentarily switched what she was watching to see the man, who she was now sure had to be Dr. Bullock, Pull the smoking gun away and drop it at his side. A few seconds later, she joined him as an unknown observer, watching the mannequin as if something extraordinary should happen. And in a span of two heartbeats, it did. Slowly, the mannequin began to shrink. The plastic girl's fingers got shorter, stubbier. Her feet dragged across the floor, but luckily she was standing on a metal base that, likewise, was growing smaller. Emily just stared in awe as the mannequin became half its size, then half that, and then half that. When the shrinking stopped, it looked like a Barbie doll, only that wasn't quite right. A Barbie doll was a little bigger than this. This mannequin would reach a Barbie's crotch. 
Emily, out of pure surprise, dropped the package. The sound of it hitting startled her, and she backed up, this time slamming into a ladder and knocking a paint tray and roller to the ground, where they clattered heavily. Startled a second time, Emily jumped, but so too did Mr. Bullock. He whirled around and with his finger on the trigger zapped the tense girl. She started to run immediately, half out of fear, half out of embarrassment. Surely she was faster than his gun, right? She didn't think the orange glow landed on her skin, but why was she suddenly feeling flush and sick to her stomach? Wait! Come back! I will explain everything! Dr. Bullock called behind her. Emily was already out of earshot, though. She'd already crashed through the far end door and was making her way around the staircase, as the first floor of the science building was a floor below the ground. She didn't know why she ran, only that her fight-or-flight instinct kicked in and told her to fly like hell. When she made it to the exit, that's when she noticed the change. She tripped over the door frame as she left the building. No one was around to see it, and she was glad to be spared such embarrassment, but knew she probably needed someone to see her. On the ground, looking back, she watched as her feet slid out of the boots. Emily didn't care about them, just stood up and ran down the steps, her socks peeling off her sweaty feet as she stepped down. She started toward her truck, but the car zipping by on the highway near where she parked startled her. They looked and sounded absolutely massive, like thunder solidified. Instinctively, she turned to the left and headed toward another building whose door was propped open. Her frantic mind could no longer escape the fact that she was shrinking. The same thing that happened to the mannequin was now happening to her, and if logic followed, she would wind up the same size as the plastic girl, given that they were equally as tall in the beginning. Emily slid out of her pants, then her panties. When she was halfway across the lawn, her shirt and bra became so burdensome that she shed those as well. Now, a quickly dwindling woman was racing through the grass and feeling no closer to the next building no matter how fast she went. By the time she reached the step, it was almost over her head. She couldn't have been more than six or seven inches tall. The whole world looked scary. Massive. Light didn't refract the same way. Colors, some standing out more and others fading into drabs that she thought was normal only to tiny eyes. Sound didn't travel as it did when she was big. It was like she'd landed on an alien planet where she had to learn how to use her body all over again. The grass was up to her waist and she was thankful the maintenance crew had cut it or else she'd be in a jungle. Emily pushed the thought of bugs and vermin out of her head. She needed to get help. At that moment, she wasn't thinking clearly. Perhaps Dr. Bullock had fired on accident. Perhaps not. She felt like a dog whose owner accidentally kicked it during a dark night. The dog knew there was no malice, but avoided the owner for a little while just the same. 
Right now, she wanted to be away from the doctor and thought this place might be her best chance to be safe. It was an endeavor to get up the steps. She had to hop up, then lift herself, then roll onto the next one. Giant feet batted past her, and she let out a tiny yelp, loud to her ears, but most likely not to anyone else. She pressed her back against the edge of the steps and watched as two women walked out of the building. Next, another woman, this one talking on a cell phone, entered, not paying one bit of attention to the shrunken girl on the steps. Emily couldn't help but feel her face turn red when the giantess was overhead. She was wearing a skirt with no panties. That pussy could swallow me whole, thought the tiny woman. Not sure where that particular thought came from, but knew it turned her on just the same. The building, while massive to her small size, was nowhere near as intimidating as the outside world. Here, there were a few people milling about, sitting on sofas, watching television, and to Emily's non-college mind, she had no idea the purpose of such a living space. Then it clicked. This was a girl's dormitory. She made a delivery here once on her second day on the job. That job now seemed over, a thought that made her incredibly sad. She counted four girls in the middle of the room, all on sofas that formed a horseshoe around a television. They were massive, needless to say, but also quite beautiful. Two of them were lying back to back, massive feet hanging over the opposite ends of the sofa, their toes dangling impossibly high in the air. The third girl was in a recliner, and the fourth was on the edge of another sofa. None of them were interested in the television, only their cell phones. Emily thought she would try to get their attention. Her little feet padded across the hardwood floor, across a plush rug, and into the middle of their viewing area. The red-haired girl sitting on the edge of the sofa was voluminous, even at Emily's small size. Her breasts were massive, as evidenced by the way her shirt button groaned with each breath. Her nails were long as she pecked on her phone screen. It may have been possible to get her attention. Her foot was touching the floor, a massive piece of meat that was as long as Emily's current body. But no, Emily decided against that, fearful the giantess would unknowingly squash the shrunken woman. Instead, Emily circled the massive coffee table, its legs twice the girth of her body. On one side, a stack of books had been piled up, and she easily scaled these until she was able to pull herself up onto the surface of the table. It felt so high being here and also disorienting since the table was glass, and it gave the illusion she was floating in the air. When Emily saw a soda can, which came up to her neck, the perspective of her size became clear. It was frightening to be so small. Nevertheless, she stepped upon another small stack of books and began to jump up and down while waving her hands. One of the girls on the sofa a beautiful blonde, whose hair was tied back, caught movement from the corner of her eye. She dropped her phone to the cushion, 
leaned in and squinted her eyes at the small, flailing woman. Oh my God, Jen, are you seeing this? The girl named Jen, feeling the blonde girl lean away, turned around, then followed her gaze to the table. Now both were watching with rapt attention. The rest of the ladies, now sensing their reverie broken, made likewise adjustments to come in close and look at the shrunken woman. What is it? asked Jen. She's a fairy, said the voluminous red-haired girl. Don't be stupid, Ariana. She doesn't have wings, said the fourth girl that Emily had barely noticed until now, a short waif with close-cropped hair. She was wearing shorts and combat boots. Then what do you think she is, Sabrina? asked Jen. Sabrina shrugged. An alien? The girls broke into riotous laughter that put Emily to ease. That was a very good thing because she was feeling a little self-conscious, having so many big, beautiful faces crowd around her. After all, she was naked. The fourth girl, the blonde with the beautifully toned physique, got on her knees and approached the shrunken woman. Her arms were massive as she put them up on the table and folded them over. Looking at flesh so closely was like seeing some alien creature. The girl's eyes were blue, her lips puffy and perfect. I'm Amy, she said. Do you have a name? Um, I'm Emily. The girls exchanged surprised looks, as if they weren't expecting the tiny doll to talk back. What are you? asked Jen. I'm a person. I'm just, I don't know, shrunken down. I got zapped with a laser by some guy. How did you end up here? asked Ariana. The girls all came around to one side so Emily could address them all without having to turn circles on the table. She explained how she'd been delivering packages, had made one final delivery to the science wing of the university, and was unwillingly zapped by a mad scientist, Shrink Ray. She told them about the mannequin, how she freaked out, how she ran, and how she was afraid of the man who'd done it. That's got to be Dr. Bullock, said Jen. He's harmless, really, but I could see how this would be scary. I can't be stuck this way, said Emily. I need help. Should we call 911? asked Sabrina. Or we can go talk to the doctor for you if you like, said Amy. Emily nodded, although she didn't want to be there for it. There was something about being shrunken down, about a man shrinking her down, that was somewhat infuriating and dehumanizing. For some reason, these four ladies, as varied as they could be, made her feel comfortable. Are you hungry? asked Ariana. Emily shook her head, subconsciously covering her nakedness. Listen, said Sabrina, blowing the hair out of her face. Jen and I share a dorm. How would you like to come upstairs with us, and we'll see if we can't find you something to wear? Emily nodded, not sure what else to do. 
Sabrina looked over to Jen, who just nodded. Jen was the posh one of the group. This raging group of friends was the proverbial spice girls of college life. It took Emily a moment to place Jen's skirt and to realize that this was the underwear-free woman who'd walked into the dorm house just before Emily had climbed up the steps herself. A warm hand wrapped around her shivering little body and lifted her into the air. Emily felt a sudden rush of vertigo, but it quickly passed as the giantess moved out of the common area and up the steps. Emily couldn't help but look up at her and lick her lips. She loved beautiful women, and to see one so large and up so close was a little intoxicating. She'd only hoped she'd be dropped before the one carrying her felt a warm stickiness. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Sabrina and Jen's dorm room was at the far end of the hall. It was spacious, but Emily knew that was an illusion because this place, in truth, was probably a shoebox. There was a queen bed, but that wasn't quite right either because there was a small, barely noticeable crease in the comforter. It was two twin beds pushed together. Did that mean these girls slept together? The idea of that was also intoxicating. Jen placed her on the nightstand next to a lamp that towered over her. 
The light beneath the shade was so bright that it hurt her eyes. But luckily, her giant caretaker noticed her dismay and quickly turned it off. Sabrina pulled the door shut, and then both girls sat on the bed watching their new little friend. Is there someone we should call? asked Jen. Emily shook her head. My parents are out of town. I guess the only people who would be concerned right now is United Parcel. They'll miss their truck at least. We'll take care of it, said Sabrina. Why are you two being so nice to me? asked Emily. We just figure you've been through a lot today. It must be scary, said Jen. It is, but I guess I'm getting used to it. Things aren't looking as scary, at least not here, Sabrina said. It's good to talk. Let's get to know each other, shall we? And for the next few hours, that's what they did. Sabrina managed to find a piece of fabric, which she stapled together to create a robe for the tiny woman. It wasn't the most comfortable, certainly not the prettiest, but it kept her from being naked. Sabrina talked about her parents down in Alabama, her dog Scooter, and her brother who just graduated high school. Jen talked about the golf course her dad owned, how she'd never been allowed to have friends growing up, and how she felt she was socially inept when it came to talking to and meeting new people. At some point during the evening, one of the girls must have taken a break from texting long enough to order a pizza because a delivery guy dropped off three medium pies while Emily hid behind the lamp. Amy and Ariana also came over to eat, and the four girls formed a circle on the bed with the pizza and Emily in the middle. She had trouble eating, even with the help of Amy, who took a plastic knife and cut the pizza into tiny slivers. Cheese and pepperoni were tough to chew at her small size, but the bread and sauce were just fine. Food tasted odd, being so little. She could imagine a dozen different reasons why this could be, but either way, it didn't make eating any more enjoyable. She just ate enough to keep the rumble in her tummy away. We didn't see Balak, said Ariana. He must have gone home already. Last class is around four o'clock anyway, so it makes sense. Amy nodded and added, We did find your clothes. You left a trail all the way here. I took your keys out of your pocket and pulled your truck into the university parking lot. It'll be safer here. Thank you, said Emily. You guys are really sweet. Sometime later, after Ariana and Amy went over to their dorm, Jen presented Emily with a shoebox filled with socks. As the shrunken girl surveyed the contents, she looked up at the giantess and wondered the reason she was being shown such a thing. They're clean, said Jen, mistaking the girl's lack of understanding for reluctance. It's for you, a bed. Oh, said Emily, finally catching on. Jen placed it next to the lamp and said, Come on, this won't be pleasant, but I'm sure you'll need it. What? asked the tiny woman. I'm going to take you to the sink so you can do your business. Thank you, said Emily. She needed to use the bathroom all evening, but was holding it because she didn't feel confident enough to tell the others. Do you want to shower? 
I can turn the water on and leave you a dollop of soap or bath wash. Maybe in the morning, said Emily. I'm exhausted. This has been a trying day, and I think I'd just rather go on to bed. After she did her business in the sink, to which Jen cleaned away without even looking, a giant woman took her back to the bedroom and placed her in the box of lumpy socks. It felt amazing on her skin. Even though the fabric hid the scent of the giantess's smell, Emily was still small enough to detect it. The scent of Jen's, and possibly Sabrina's, feet made her heart race. When Emily finally did slip off, she remarked that the girls did in fact sleep together. Jen was already on her side, facing away from the shoebox and the shrunken woman. Sabrina sat awake reading a book by the soft glow of a nightlight clipped to her headboard. It was a peaceful way to live, but she still hoped it wouldn't be forever. Sometime during the night, she woke to a screech. When she sat up, she looked around the room, her eyes focusing in the darkness. The girls had a small television that was showing some late-night golf tournament footage, but it was enough light to cast on the bed. Emily didn't see anything but a mound. No hair, no arms, no legs, only a moving, writhing lump under the covers. But as she watched, the blanket flew back, and there was Jen. Mouth open in pure ecstasy, hands in her hair. Sabrina couldn't be seen, but Emily knew she was under the covers, working her girlfriend over and over quite well if Jen's face was to be believed. Emily felt a tingle between her own legs at the sight of the two giant women fucking. She brought a hand down, surprised by how wet she'd become. Using the socks as a pillow, she propped them up so she could lean back and watch the show. Her fingers did circles around her clit. And as the women moaned, so did she. Oh. <laughs> oh. As Jen shuddered in the throes of her orgasm, the girls changed positions. And when they did, Sabrina, hair a mess, looked over and saw the shrunken woman pleasing herself. Oh, God, Jen, look! Jen came out of her post-orgasm stupor and found the shrunken woman. Emily didn't care. She was so turned on, so worked up to watch something she'd only dreamed about. She loved women, but had never experimented with any. Now, seeing it performed as if on the big screen at a theater was more than she could handle. Want to watch a little closer? asked Sabrina. Emily just nodded. The giantess scooped up the small girl and placed her on the edge of the bed. Meanwhile, Jen had attached a rather long pink dildo and was getting into position by the headboard. Sabrina bent over doggy-style position, and her eyes were locked on the small girl. Emily knew the exact moment of penetration, could see the girl's eyes flutter, could see her face acknowledge pain and then sweet, sweet pleasure. 
Emily kept fingering herself, watching the giant woman's face move close, and then retreat with each pounding of the faux dick. Just when Emily thought she may come, Sabrina grabbed her by the legs and pulled her forward. Emily made a little yipping sound, mostly out of surprise, but she didn't have long to question it because a large tongue suddenly found her sweet spot. It was warm, wet, and the scent of Jen was still on her breath. Emily just lay there, feeling worked over by a machine rather than a person. When she finally did come, the giant lady lapped it up, then kissed her. Then Sabrina put her cheek to the bed, closed her eyes, and smiled while Jen finished. Afterwards, they talked for a little bit and then went back to sleep. Emily looked across the room to Sabrina, who was grinning ear to ear. Jen never even realized their little tryst had become something of a three-way. When she woke the next morning, feeling more relaxed than she had in months, with the light streaming in through the curtains, she felt as though she were being watched. Normally, she didn't care, and her mind quickly shifted gears to remembering that she'd been shrunken down and had made friends with a few incredibly awesome women. But when she opened her eyes, those four awesome women were to the rear of the room, while a scraggly bearded man with unkept white hair examined her. Emily quickly pulled a sock up to her body, using it as a mini-sheet. The man, now who she recognized be Dr. Bullock, smiled at her attempt at modesty. He wasn't mean. There was no malice there. In half a heartbeat, she went from wanting to scream to carefully backing up, trying to understand what he was doing. How do you feel? He asked her, his voice coming out strong despite his age. Fine, it's just weird. I would imagine so, he agreed. Congratulations, you're the first human test subject to undergo being shrunken down. Why did you do this? she asked. I didn't mean to, he said, face breaking down a little. You startled me. It's all I... I tried to chase after you, but you were gone. I looked around campus for an hour. You could have followed her clothes, dude. She was wearing tight leggings and running shoes, as if she'd just come from the gym. A fine sheen of sweat covered her face and neck. I didn't see the clothes. I barely recognized that it was a woman before she ran off. I was too busy looking for a tiny human because I knew that's what she'd be. So, can you fix me? asked Emily, standing up but using one of the socks to cover her body. The fabric skirt had been shed through the night. His face darkened a little, and just when Emily thought she'd be driven into full panic mode, he answered, You don't need me to fix you. You're already fixing yourself. What does that mean? asked Ariana. It means she would grow back on her own. The shrinking effect isn't permanent. That's great news, said Emily. Uh-huh, said Dr. Bullock. But 
It will take about a month. So she's stuck this way? Sabrina asked. Temporarily, he affirmed. I would love to keep a check on you if that's all right. This is amazing science after all. I guess so, she said, feeling a little deflated by the news. Don't worry, Emily, we'll take good care of you, said Ariana. We don't mind. You can stay here with us until you're big again, Jen added. This would be smart, said Dr. Bullock. I'll come by every so often and check on you. This is quite remarkable. But I don't know how I can just uproot my life like this, said Emily. You don't have much choice, dear, said Bullock. It's either here or if I were to announce my device to the world, most likely in a lab under much different conditions, take these girls up on their offer. It might be fun. It definitely will be fun, said Sabrina with a wink. Bullock added, these girls tell me you make delivers for a United Parcel. I know the regional manager. I'll contact her, tell her you are under doctor's care, and that someone should come claim your truck. That should take care of your job until you're large again. Thank you, said Emily. Quite frankly, she was more worried about her job than anything else. Bullock's words put her at ease. Okay, then, he said, standing up. I'll be in touch. Girls, keep her away from cats if you have any. The next week went by smoothly, with Emily continuing to live in Sabrina and Jen's dorm room, sleeping in the shoebox, bathing and relieving herself at opposite times in the sink. She'd once grown brave enough to shower with the giant women, which turned out to be one of the sexiest experiences of her life. Looking up at those towering, sudsy women in all their curvaceous glory, knowing she could literally be stepped on, was something of a turn-on she'd never known. It didn't take long for their relationship to become overly sexual. Emily was the right size to be passed around between the women. She served as a human dildo for both Sabrina and Jen, sometimes letting the girls scissor around her tiny body. There weren't many nights that Emily went to bed where she wasn't covered in the girls' scent. Amy in Ariana's dorm room was right across the hall, and since there was no reason for anyone to come to the four girls' floor, they kept their door open at all times so Emily could move about however she wanted. They directed little ladders and ramps up to the high places, placed Emily's cell phone on a permanent charger so she could text, something that was comical at her small size, whenever she needed someone to help her. One morning, Emily found herself walking across the hall to the other girls' room. Most everyone had classes that morning, but Amy didn't until around noon, three days a week. She took that opportunity to get a run-in. Emily wasn't much of a fitness buff, certainly not to the degree of Amy, but she knew the campus circuit in which the fit girl ran was at least four miles. The very thought made Emily's head swim. When Emily entered, she could feel the 
steam billowing out of the shower. Just by the door, Emily had kicked off her running shoes and clothes, then apparently bounded naked across the room and into the bathroom. Seeing that large pile of sweaty clothes made Emily's heart race. She couldn't help but walk up to it, smelling Amy's scent all over it. The shrunken woman burrowed under the garments, feeling the warm, sticky sweat of her friend. A strong scent emanated from the socks, turned inside out, and the shoes. She took one of the socks, pressed her face into the fabric, and breathed. The giantess's scent was all over it. Emily didn't know why this was such a turn-on. She actually felt like a bit of a freak for it, but she didn't care. The scent that came off a sexy woman's foot was delectable. She leaned against the shoe and wrapped her arms around the sock. Eventually, she righted the shoe, then hopped inside, as if sitting in a canoe. The pad was wet with Amy's sweat, and she found herself flipping around and burrowing toward the far end. She could feel the giantess's heat still around the indentation of the toes, and she just lay there feeling very much in heaven. This behavior was never a part of her when she was big, so she wondered if the shrink ray had caused some sort of nymphomaniac to rise to the surface. Suddenly, fingers grasped her legs and pulled her out. Dangling her upside down, Amy deposited the shrunken woman on her palm and looked down at her. The giantess's hair was up in a towel, her skin moist and glistening. The heat coming from her was intoxicating, and she couldn't help but smile up at her. Got a thing for feet, do you? asked the giantess. Emily shrugged, but she was smiling nonetheless. Good, then you can help me with a job. For the next hour, Amy and Emily chatted about all things life, love, school, work, and friends. The whole time it happened, Emily used a brush to paint the giantess's toenails a brilliant shade of pink. It was a fun job, but the acrylic was so strong that she often needed to stop her the bottle and walk away to catch her breath. So, I've heard you've been having a little bit of fun next door, said Amy, running a comb through her thick hair. Emily grinned, putting a long line of pink across the giantess's big toe. It's been interesting. Jen and I used to fuck, said Amy longingly, before Sabrina came into the picture. So they're pretty serious then, asked Emily. I don't think it's that. I just took a step back in case they wanted to, you know, make it something real. I get that. I'm sure you girls could still have fun if you wanted. Maybe, Amy said a little dismissively. So what's it like being shrunken down? It's not so bad. Let's me be creative, that's for sure. Sounds incredibly fun. Emily didn't know if it was subconscious or not, but when Amy shifted her weight to adjust her foot, the towel loosened and her wet pussy was on full display. 
It looked so good, so inviting, especially after Emily had already gotten a taste of one specific scent. Amy followed the shrunken woman's eyes down and smiled. Like what you see, little lady? Emily stood up, stoppered the nail polish, and nodded. Amy pulled the whole towel back, completely showing the shrunken woman her nude, glistening body. She took the bottle of polish and put it aside, then positioned herself so that she was facing the little woman more directly. She brought her fingers down to her thighs, rubbed her legs a little, then held herself slightly open. Do you want to? She asked Emily. Do you want to go in me? Emily, as if in a stupor, only nodded. She walked up to the giant pussy, put a hand up, felt it quiver. She brought her face to it and licked, coming away a little sticky. Amy was ready to get started, had probably thought about it the moment she came out of the bathroom and found the tiny woman moving around in her shoe. Emily wasted no time pushing her way into the woman. Amy's back arched, and she grabbed at the pillows, but she kept her lower half steady as not to unsettle the shrunken woman. Emily had trouble pushing through. Amy took two fingers and gently shoved her. It didn't take long for the giantess to become fully wet, and Emily had trouble finding her footing within the woman's slick pussy. It was so inviting here, so warm, wet, and tight. She was like a giant blanket. Amy was one of the fastest girls to get off. No sooner had she started to push on the vagina walls and spin around did a giant gush wash over her. There was barely any time to revel in a job well done because fingers immediately entered the dark, wet cave and snatched her out. She was expecting to look up into the satisfied eyes of Amy, but... These were green, not blue. It wasn't Amy who was holding her, but Ariana. The red-headed buxom beauty licked the shrunken girl from head to toe, then laid back and deposited Emily on her stomach. She tried to unbutton her shirt, not saying a word, looking down at the tiny doll in a seductive way. You know you just fucked my girlfriend, said Ariana playfully. You have to make us even now. When Ariana's shirt was unbuttoned, she pulled up her bra and then picked up Emily so she could one-handedly take them off. As she settled back against the pillow, she dropped the shrunken woman on her massive breast, the nipple rising to meet her. Amy just watched a hand going down below to keep her things warm. Emily worked her breast until she was relieved by the other giantess who simply pushed her south. Emily took this as a sign to get busy, so while she was inside her second pussy of the day, she took the opportunity to finger herself and lick the juices of a new friend. Every so often, Ariana's lips would part. 
light would come in, and for a moment she would catch Amy's tongue invitingly close to the tiny woman's body. Later, as Emily lay on the bed between the giantess's feet, she didn't think life could get any better than this. Now, if only she could get all four of them together at once. The girls were very good to her. After only a few days in their care, they found an old dollhouse at a yard sale and brought it home to Amy and Ariana's room. It was spacious enough to be like a real house, and that sense of normalcy made Emily feel much better. They'd even purchased dollhouse furniture, clothes, and a bed that wasn't a shoebox. She routinely asked if Amy would leave a sweaty sock for her to cozy up to when she wasn't around. Bullock came around every few days and never stayed long. He asked Emily basic questions such as how was her diet, was she ever too hot or too cold, and did her bowels move normally? Emily tried to answer these questions as best she could, but felt he was never quite satisfied with her answers. Still, he gave her privacy on most days. About two weeks after she'd been shrunk, she made a discovery. While serving as a human fuck toy for Sabrina, something she did almost every other day since she'd become a very willing party favor for the girls, she realized she couldn't move about as freely as before. It didn't occur to her until later that night while falling asleep in the doll bed and her feet were hanging over the edge. I'm growing back, she said the next morning. Jen had poured her a thumble full of coffee. Are you sure? she asked. Definitely. I'm not going to be a good fuck toy for much longer. And so she wasn't. Two weeks later, and she was nearly ten inches tall. She could still fit half her body inside the girls, but it wasn't nearly as fun for them. However, it was increasingly more pleasurable for her. She'd stumbled upon the magic size, the sweetest height for a giant tongue to hit all the right spots. It would be interesting to see how sex would change as she added inches. A couple of days later, Amy came in from class while they all watched television in the common room. Sabrina or Jen often kept Emily hidden, tucked away between their legs or down in the cushions next to them. No other girls living in the building not that there were many, knew about the shrunken girl. Amy walked with a determination that the whole group found odd, and as a result, stopped talking, texting, and looked up. Got a minute, guys? I want to talk to you all. Without waiting around, she headed up the steps and out of sight. Sabrina picked up Emily and followed behind Ariana and Jen. Amy was sitting on the edge of her bed, her backpack across her lap. She pulled out a small wooden box and flipped the lid open. Inside laid the shrink ray. What is that? asked Sabrina. It's the shrink ray, said Emily. How did you get this? He's out of town. My friend takes his class and said he went to Michigan to visit his sister. Won't be back for two weeks. And why do you have it? asked Ariana. Amy took a breath, turned the gun so that the handle trigger faced the group. I want you to shrink me. 
What? More than one voice said at once. I have been turning it over in my brain and I think it would be fun. You're all losing your shrink and fuck toy anyway. Let me take over. Are you crazy? asked Ariana. You can't just uproot your life that way. Amy shook her head. I'm not uprooting anything. I took my last final this morning, and my next classes don't start for another three weeks. That last week, I'll probably be big enough to still go in. She shrugged, laughed to herself, (laughs) and added, I'll just wear heels. You're crazy, said Sabrina. Nah, I just want to get played with. Will you let me? She spoke to the whole group, but was looking up at Jen. They each nodded. Amy looked down at Emily and said, Care to have a roommate? Emily just nodded, thinking the girl was crazy for even attempting this. Will you do the honors? Amy asked Jen, holding the shrink ray out. She took it silently, looking down at the device as if it were the oddest thing she'd ever held. Do I just point and shoot? She asked, looking at first to Amy and then to Emily for an answer. Both girls just shrugged. Probably, said Amy finally, not wanting the question to hang unanswered. Okay, are you ready? Amy stood up, held her arms down at her sides. No, wait, she said, frantically waving her arms to stop the girl. Emily, how long does it take, you know, to shrink? Just a few minutes. It's fast. You only have two or three minutes before you're tiny. She started to undress, undoing her belt and finally dropping her pants to the floor until she stood there looking like Winnie the Pooh. Now what are you doing? asked Ariana. Amy came up to her, gave her a kiss on the lips, the last normal one they'd share for a month. After she zaps me, I want you to go down on me until I'm tiny. Without a word, she nodded, licked her lips, and waited. Jen lined up the shot. And then a collective gasp ran through the room as the gun expelled a blast of orange energy and then disappeared just as fast. She laid the smoking gun on the nightstand and watched as Ariana threw her girlfriend down, quickly kissed beneath her shirt, and then found the sweet spot. It was incredibly hot watching the women go at it. Amy put her feet up on Ariana's shoulders, squeezed her head with powerful thighs, but then they were diminishing. Emily watched as the toes crept smaller, feet sliding off, and then her little legs were in the air where they continued to dwindle away. Amy's voice stayed the same pitch, only getting lower as if the volume on a radio was being turned down. By the time the shrinking was over, none of them could see her, only Ariana's head bobbing up and down as she licked the tiny woman from head to toe. She finally held Amy for the room to see, a shrunken woman just like Emily, well, almost like Emily. When Ariana placed her next to the other shrunken woman, There was a marked difference. Amy barely came up to Emily's belly button. Just a couple of weeks ago, this was how small Emily had been. 
This turn of events became fun for the whole group. It was just as much fun for Amy and Emily to have sex with each other as it was with the big people. Emily's fingers were massive to the tiny woman's pussy, so she used them to great effect. Sabrina had a kink for watching the small women fuck on her stomach, so they did that while Jen went down on her. It was all so surreal, yet so incredibly hot. Amy also had a thing for feet, so they spent many nights under the soles of the giant caretakers. On more than one night, they could each take a foot, usually from Sabrina, and massage while she watched television. Amy and Emily never seemed to change sizes to each other because they were both slowly, minutely growing back at the same rate. However, Emily noticed a huge difference in the world around her, and especially the other women. In another week, she was double her size, now standing at over a foot tall. This size was fun, but she was losing the ability to get her face inside the women. In another few days, she'd only be able to fuck them with arms and legs. When Amy asked Ariana to return the shrink ray to Bullock's office, she returned a few hours later and said it couldn't be done. While he was out of town, his place had been locked down, so for now, they would have to keep it safe and hidden. Three weeks into the shrinking, and Emily was the size of a child. She could take care of herself now, sleep in a normal bed, use the toilet, fix her own food. Amy was still less than half her size, and it was fun pressing her face into Emily's waiting pussy. The shrunken woman got off more efficiently than the rest. When Emily was nearly level with Ariana's massive breasts, Sabrina came running in a look of pure panic and worry in her face. What? What's wrong? asked Jen. You all haven't heard, have you? she asked. Heard what? Emily asked. Dr. Bullock was killed in a car wreck on his way home from his sister's. There's a sub-teacher in there now. God, how awful, said Amy. You guys, said Sabrina, what do we do with the shrink ray? Amy and Emily looked at each other and shrugged. Then Amy said, I don't think anyone knows about it. You really don't think so? Jen asked. This was a major discovery for science. Surely he told someone, a colleague, his sister? Amy shook her head. In the times we talk after he started coming to visit Emily, he acted like no one knew about it, like he was embarrassed to tell people. Jen half smiled, her mouth showing teeth. So then it basically belongs to us now, right? The girls just looked at each other, no one wanting to admit it, but that seemed to be the way of things, even if a horrible tragedy delivered this wonderful device to them. What does this mean? asked Ariana. Sabrina, her face turning a dark shade of red, raised her hand and said, It means I'm next. Okay, that's the end of the story. I hope you enjoyed it. I sure enjoyed reading it. Oh, so sexy. Oh, my gosh. Love the lesbian stuff. <laughs> so damn delicious. Don't forget to look for Amber and all of her 
books. She's also on Twitter. I will put that link down in the podcast notes. And she's on Instagram. She has her own website. So check her out. Check out her books and the books I've narrated for her. And I hope you have a wonderful, sexy day. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.